Hey, Mel. Bri here. Gotta work from home today, because the whole family caught a nasty... Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... What? Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart, Brian. What up, folks? Deepak here. Before we get into this episode, I want to tell you about our sponsor, Anchor. If you've ever wanted to start a podcast, Anchor is the host platform to use. Now, let me explain. It's free. They provide creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, and they will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Enjoy. Welcome to the Age Narrative, episode 56, with Deepak Beham and Spumoni. Today we'll be chatting a little throwback review. We'll be doing a little throwback review on George Lucas's Star Wars. Uh, stick around for our chat. Make sure to follow us on social for updates and content. Follow Aaron on Twitch at T-Bone Spumoni. Both of these things can be done by visiting the link in our description. And also be sure to subscribe wherever you listen. And if you like what you're listening to, tell a friend about us and leave a rating and a review. But anyway, let's just get right into the movie. So, directed by the legend himself, a one George Lucas. Cast includes Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker, Harrison Ford as Han Solo, Carrie Fisher as Princess Leia, Sir Alec Guinness as Obi-Wan Kenobi, Peter Cushing as Grand Moff Tarkin, Anthony Daniels as C-3PO, Kenny Baker as R2-D2, Peter Mayhew as Chewie, David Prowse as Darth Vader, and James Earl Jones as the voice of Darth Vader. Absolutely iconic. I mean, come on now. Rest in mm-hmm. peace, man. Mm-hmm. Wait, rip, rip to who? Didn't didn't he die? There, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of people all that of are, them. That, all, are like, that are dead in this them, <laughs> <laughs> like, Oh no! Oh Jesus! Okay, 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 okay. There's a, there's a lot of uh, yeah major tears for a Just lot of tears. folks that yeah, are in this cast. Yeah. Honestly, who's honestly, still alive? Though. That's the question. Mark Hamill, Mark Hamill, and Harrison, Harrison Ford. Ford. Out of those, out of those, those are the only ones. Those are no, the only I th- I ones. Think, no, no, no. I think James Earl Jones is still around, but honestly, the uh, rest of this cast, uh, though. No, no. I think James Earl Jones died, too, dude. Are you are you sure? Okay, I'm hold pretty on. Pretty sure, let's, dude. Oh, dude, yeah, no. we need to we need to look this up. Who's still alive we, from yeah, the no. original cast? Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're really starting no. this one off right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, we're 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 doing real great. We're doing real great. <laughs> pretty sure he died, man. No, he's still around. He's ninety years old. Oh. Damn. Really? He was just in a movie recently. He was in uh oh man, he was in Coming Coming to America, the sequel to Coming to America. <laughs> oh Jesus. The, uh, the Eddie Murphy movie? Yeah, the Eddie Murphy movie. They made a sequel that's on Amazon and he was in that one. I, I'm pretty sure he's still he's <laughs> he's still around. He's still around. But no, I, I can't I can't speak for most of these other folks that are in the cast. <laughs> Um, oh man, I can't believe we're laughing about this. <laughs> well, I think terrible. we're more laughing at ourselves for Yeah, okay, no. Yeah. It's because we're 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 silly, you know? Mm-hmm. We're 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 silly guys. I was thinking of David Prose. Prowse. David Yeah, no, David Prowse. I Prowse, was thinking David of Prowse. him, he's not James Earl Jones. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's not around. Him. Okay. No, but th- okay, but if we're if we're going to be on this topic, there is I saw a tweet recently where um like one day like there, there's a picture of uh, of Mark Hamill, Harrison Ford, and Carrie Fisher. There's a photo of them, and there was a tweet saying like, "Well, I, I don't remember what the tweet said. I, I shouldn't have brought this up, but <laughs> <laughs> um, it's gonna be a tough picture to just look at once like they're all gone, yeah. you know? Yeah. Because yeah. It, it was an older, it was an older picture of them from like uh, it was from one of the sets of one of these movies. It might have been from Return of the Jedi." Or it might have been from A New Hope, but Carrie Fisher's no longer around. Big rest in peace. 
But, you know, fucking Mark Hamill and Harrison Ford, they are old, <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's just they're, crazy. I, I Yeah, and but they're still kicking, man. They're still fucking Yeah, no, kicking. they're still kicking. I mean, Harrison Ford is out here doing Indiana Jones 5. Mark Hamill, I, I imagine Mark Hamill is probably still doing his voiceover thing. Because, like, after after he was doing Luke Skywalker, this guy was out here doing crazy, like, voiceover roles. That that was probably, like, one of the only things he did. And his the most iconic of his voiceover roles, I'd say, is voicing the Joker in the animated Batman series. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely iconic. Gotta love Mark Hamill, man. But anyway, um, little synopsis. Luke Skywalker joins forces with a Jedi Knight, a cocky pilot, a Wookiee, and two droids to save the galaxy from the Empire's world-destroying battle station while also attempting to rescue Princess Leia from the mysterious Darth Vader. You guys like that synopsis for the movie? What do you yeah. think? That that that's that's what IMDb yeah. gave me. It's yeah, a, no, that, that kind of wraps it up. Plot. I, it's yeah, no, I've, I've never, I've never thought to like think about this synopsis for this movie, you know. So I was just like, yeah, yeah. no, that that works. <laughs> but anyway, I think we're we're just gonna free ball it just because, like, you know, this is one of the classics. I I think you can kind of expect that we all love A New Hope easily. You know, it's it's an awesome movie. It it kicked off the Star Wars universe. I mean. Let, let, let's just get into it. So, um, Aaron, let's go to you first. What What do you think about A New Hope? I mean, like, I don't even know when they coined th- that title yeah, for this movie. Right. You know, because it's just called Star Wars. Right. Well, and there was, I think there was supposed to be another really fucking ridiculous name for it, but I don't, I don't remember off the top of my head what it was supposed to be. But yeah, you're right. It, it was just going to be called Star Wars, not, not A New Hope. I think that was like later down the line. I think it was after after the second movie is when they added it and did like oh episode four or right they actually put like the the episodes and the numbers behind it mm-hmm. yeah man I just shit we're talking about literally and I I didn't know this until basically today like this I didn't know that there was like there weren't any comic books there weren't any novels like a new hope was like the birth of fucking Star Wars, man. Like we're talking about 1977, the fucking birth of this huge fucking universe that I love to just, you know, immerse myself in and a hugely merchandised universe, obviously over the past um, almost, almost fucking 50 years is is just crazy. Um, I guess I just want to kind of start off by, like I, I was reading these facts about about the movie that I didn't know, um, just like some really random facts. Um, so I didn't know, like they originally weren't going to cast uh, Harrison Ford as Han Solo. Like he was not. I don't think they were gonna. I don't think they were gonna cast Mark Hamill either. No, uh, no. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my god, that would have been. Let me let me let me pause you real quick. So there is actually a good Netflix series. Actually, I'm not. Sh- Damn, I, I'm not sure if they have an episode on 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 this, but. The Netflix series is called The Movies That Made Us. And I want to say there is an episode on Star Wars A New Hope. But well, anyway. There should be. I mean, there should be. There there should if, be. If there there should be. I think they did a Star Wars The Toys That Made Us, for sure. Oh. Okay. Yeah. But okay, anyway, can, continue, continue, continue. Yeah, no, I'm like, okay, like, the after after reading that and, and learning that, I was just kind of like... You know, my initial thought was just like that would have been the fucking biggest mistake of your fucking life, life <laughs> Lucas. Like that, that would have been horrible. But again, that's like okay. Well, what if they did cast other people in those roles and they actually did just as good or better? You know, like who knows? You can't, you can't kind of go back and say like there's nobody else you could have casted better. But you kind of can. Like Harrison <laughs> Ford did fucking amazing as fucking Han Solo. Like. That's how I know Harrison Ford to this day, and how I always will. That's how how I'll know Mark Hamill, whether or not they're tired of being known that way. Like a couple of the random funny facts that I was that I was reading was like I didn't know that there was actually somebody like in the R two D two, yeah, droid, <laughs> like yeah, I literal actor, yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. So there's like these pictures of like 
him popping the head off and like popping out of the droid and just like because apparently a lot of the people on set forgot that there was a person in the droid too. Oh, no. So he just like he would just like pop out of the fucking droid and just be like everyone would be like, What the fuck? You know, like, God, I forgot you were in there. I thought that was hilarious. Um What are a couple of other things? Um I found the title that you're talking about. It's like Adventures <laughs> Adventures of Adventures right? of the Star Killer, as taken from the journals of the Wills, Saga One, the Star Wars. <laughs> That's Terrible. insane. Okay, so, yeah, so Luke, long Luke, and Sky- bad. Luke Skywalker was also supposed to be named Luke Star Killer, if I'm not mistaken, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Jeez. Oh, God, and then man. they and then they and then they use Starkiller, the name for a different character in a video game. But that's a that's another conversation for a different day. Yeah. Yeah. They they made the right decision eventually, for sure. Yeah. Luke Starkiller. Well, maybe I'm being biased just because we all we know Luke Skywalker to, Skywalker to be Luke Skywalker. I mean, if he was actually named Luke Starkiller, maybe we would still think the same things about it. I I don't fucking know. It was fucking fifty years ago, man. Almost fifty <laughs> the years Star ago. Killer yeah, but, <laughs> yeah. The Starkiller saga. Yeah. But no, Star Killer is so like villainous, edgy, and, honestly. Yeah, yeah, and it's a little edgy too, in my opinion. Yeah, it's pretty seventies like, punk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. My first kind of thought is, I really, really wish that I could be like a baby boomer and be born in the fifties, and then like be the age that I am now when A New Hope came out mm-hmm. to go watch it Absolutely. on premiere night. You know what I mean? 100%. Like, 100%. We all know because of, like, you know, what, like, articles tell us, what statistics tell us, what our parents have told us, um, what friends of parents have told us, like, how revolutionary and groundbreaking this movie was for its time. Right? This was a game changer. It, it was a, a game changer, dude. It, ah. And it's so funny to, like, look back in in retrospect to compare like what we're seeing now on film like with the Star Wars films in particular and other films but just focusing on the Star Wars films and like the kind of effects and animations and CGI that we get and comparing them to what we see in the 70s it's this again it's this 50 year gap and evolution in the film industry but I'm like like I have to try to wrap my mind around like in like being in 77 or 76, was it 77 or 76? It was May of one of those years. Um, 77. 77, May of 77. This had to be the talk of everyone. And you didn't have social media back then. You didn't have any other way to communicate besides... Word of mouth. Word of mouth, yeah. It was just fucking word of mouth. Like, everybody who was anybody wanted to see this fucking movie. And... It's also interesting because a lot of like or or what we are watching on Disney Plus today of A New Hope is like a remastered version of it, isn't it? Like a lot of those scenes are remastered, I'm pretty sure. So when we're re- rewatching this today, we're not actually seeing like truly how it was like originally launched and how it was originally released. Um I think maybe when like I like we were in our like early teenage years that's the only version that you had because I don't think they remastered the movie until like sometime seven. The special 97. That's when I I don't know if there was something before the special edition, but but they didn't, I don't think they actually re-released the movie and called it a remastered movie. But like when you watch it again, you can tell like there's shit that's re-edited. Like it's way more like detailed. I feel like some of the, yeah, like some of the CGI is like a little bit different. Um, That job of the hut scene. Where he's like CGI. <laughs> yeah. And then I feel like that there was an extra scene. Like when Luke and Obi-Wan strike the deal with Han Solo and Chewbacca to, you know, take the Millennium Falcon to Alderaan. And they're, you know, finally going to to the bay to get on the Millennium Falcon. You know, Han shows up there first and then Jabba and all of his cronies are there. Jabba right there looks way different. And I also don't even remember that scene in the original A New Hope. Yeah. Like I don't remember Jabba even being there. It was just stormtroopers. It's a there different was no edition. conversation. Yeah. Yeah. There was no conversation. It was just like, oh fuck, get on board. Like the stormtroopers are here. They found us. We gotta go, 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 go. You know? It's so interesting to me to kind of like 
compare the time that we're in right now and like where Star Wars is in terms of like it's what's the word for it? Like it's it's development stage, I guess. Were yeah, like friend? position and culture. Yeah, like it's position and culture. Like I feel like Star Wars, it's kind of like fallen off a little bit with maybe people that are our age or like a little bit younger than us. And it's probably pretty popular with like adolescents and teenagers with like all the new like shows that have come out recently or a couple shows that have come out recently. But yeah, and but for me, like obviously for me per- personally, it's just in like Star Wars is in his fucking prime right now. So like going back and watching A New Hope was just like, oh, this is fucking awesome. Just remembering like where everything started, you know, seeing it in its like postpartum, I guess, <laughs> stages, you know, like, you know, A New Hope and that whole trilogy was like the birth and like the the infancy of Star Wars and like you know, then we had the, you know, like the second trilogy and that was kind of like the annoying adolescent. And then, you know, we had the third trilogy and that was like the really annoying teenager. And now we're really in this like mature grown up kind of more well thought, thought out um, stage of like our star Wars life air quote. But yeah, not to go off in a tangent too much, kind of getting back to like, you know, my favorite things about the movie. We already mentioned the cast all time fucking, Oh my God, the cast is so fucking good. It's awesome just seeing Mark Ham- like a young Mark Hamill again. I mean, I've seen the movie like seven times, but every time I watch it, every time I watch it, I'm like, "Fuck, man, Mark Hamill, you're a handsome fucking young man." Dude. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, that's you, a good looking. You, that's a good looking guy. Dude, you're looking. You're looking fucking good out there with like the fucking hair and everything. Like, <laughs> yeah. oh man, it almost looks like he's wearing a wig because we're not used to it, man. Like, yeah. we're so used to like the old kind of like wavy gray hair from him and i don't know carrie fisher also fucking crushing it as princess leia um you know just portraying like a powerful determined courageous woman the voiceovers and well the inside actor of the (laughs) droids like they they did a fucking fantastic job everyone in the movie man just everyone in that movie such a good job and they probably had so much fucking fun making that movie <laughs> like oh my god can't i can't imagine, imagine being on that set no dude yeah also great seeing a fucking young harrison ford i'm sure back in the day like harrison ford was like you know the you had like a like a picture of fucking harrison like all the ladies had a picture of harrison ford and like the inside of their lockers and shit you know in high school mm-hmm. like he was the guy you know what i mean such an iconic movie. Like we all obviously we all know the twin sun scene, like the scene that has transpired like all of fucking Star Wars to this day. Yeah. Um has been not regurgitated but used many different times in the fucking many music. different like yeah the, yeah, the music, like oh my god, the score is just an all-time fucking classic. Shouts uh, to John Williams, yeah. god damn it. God damn Fuck. it, John. God damn it, John Williams. <laughs> Fuck. Good, man. Dude, that's like, literally one of my one of my goals is to go to like a John Williams concert where he's doing like Star Wars, Jaws, Indiana Jones. Not like, a hard not a hard goal to accomplish. He does it all the time. I just I He's got, always on tour. I need Not to a do hard it. goal. I need to do Are it. Are you talking soon. about what? Not a hard goal. Not a hard goal. We could do it like soon like within the next year we should find one of those ones that are like the um, like they do the music for the movie but they also have like the movie in the background like on a projector you know what i mean that's how they do it that's how they do it that's literally how they do it no but like i want to i just want to go like just for the music and like just all his biggest hits you know across the board damn yeah no totally off topic but like for example whenever han zimmer goes on tour he performs his like the best hits from like Interstellar, Inception, Lion King, everything that like he scored, he performs all the big hits. And John Williams does the same thing. Like, like they don't play the entire movie at the concert. Like they just play like all their songs. So like for John Williams, you got Star Wars, you got possibly, I think he did Ready Player One. I'm not sure. You got Ready Player One. You got all the Star Wars movies. You got Indiana Jones. You got all his hits. Back to the Future? I think he did Back to the Future. No, no, no. He did not do Back to the Future. That's Alan Silvestri. But, but yeah. 
Sorry. Go ahead. I just had to throw that out there. <laughs> no, we, we we all got to hit that as as the age narrative pod together at, at some point for sure. So we can easily we can absolutely hit a John Williams concert like it's it's totally possible. We got to do it someday. If I'm going to like an like a symphony or like an orchestral piece, you know, that's where I'm going. But damn, he's in see. France right now. What's his next concert? <laughs> A fucking legend, yeah, man. I th- I think he was just in L.A. like maybe a couple months ago. By like Disney Hall or some shit. Uh, like the I think the Hollywood Bowl. Bowl. Hollywood oh, Bowl. Shit. Yeah. Damn, that shit would be sick, dude. I'd probably cry the whole time. I'd probably oh, just yeah. be crying in joy. You know, I'd just be <sighs> so happy. Oh yeah, dude, this but... fool's on a world tour right now. Jeez. Yeah, no, they go on tours, dude. All all the major composers for film or tv they go on tour dude yeah this fool's in they, france they the, till december they do the whole thing germany through march dang come on dude, dude come I'm back straight up i'm like closing my eyes right now and i'm imagining myself like in a comfy ass seat just hearing I'm gonna talk about my favorite scores when when okay. I when I talk about okay. it. I, okay. I, yeah, no, no, yeah. Okay. I just okay. So let's 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 bring it back home a little bit. Um, I think maybe just like open open the floor a little bit about just just story. We we already we already you know the synopsis. We were talking about it. We we're like, is is this like is this synopsis good? Like, is this actually like an accurate synopsis of of a new hope? Like for me, hundred percent. It's 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 the most it's one of the most simple stories and simple plots, but it's so effective and it it has become so easy to build upon and expand. Like obviously, the story of Star Wars is so easy to digest. It's relevant. It has very like relevant morals to it. Like good, you know, obvious good versus evil. Brian's one of Brian's great favorite words to use tropes like the trope of the chosen one is obvious in this movie. Like it's just so it's so powerful. And maybe like maybe that's just me. Like maybe I'm like a sucker for this kind of like simple, simple shit. I don't know. I don't know. Any of you, any of you guys like just quick thoughts on just like the story of a new hope. I love it. It's I think like so Go ahead. like you're saying it's like even though on the surface it is simple, like you and it's like you know it just very clearly follows you know your classic hero's journey but the amount of world building that may even have been unintentional is just like incredible and like with the droids that like some droids actually speak english some droids just like beep boop 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 you know like astromech binary and like you know you got you got shit like r2d2 and c3po having like their own story on Tatooine and like they're walking and you have like that big skeleton of the crate dragon that they built in the background that's still there to this day. Cause they didn't take it away. <laughs> oh so damn! You could just like go visit it. That's um, like a relic. It's like a monument now. Yeah. They actually went back and used it in the, in the prequel trilogy. So I don't know, like stuff like that where you're just like, Oh wow, there's so much here and you got, all you got like the cantina, you got so many aliens, and it's and you got like the huts, and you, there's like this this underground crime syndicate, and the politics of the empire. I don't know, just like there's so much there, just like behind the scenes that they are able to expand, and to this day continue to expand. That even though this like it's because the story was simple that. You're 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 able to use your imagination to just kind of expand it on your own, and I just like thinking about why this was such a huge craze when it came out makes so much sense because thinking about other sci-fi of that era, nothing comes close. 
Like there's there's nothing comparable to this. Like it's it's honestly mind blowing how they're able to do this and how much effort they put into something that everyone thought was gonna flop. <laughs> I like I love all like the little stories about this film where you have like Harrison Ford and Mark Hamill would just like fuck around a ton on set when Alex Guinness was was not there, but they'd they'd all be like super professional when Alex Guinness was there. <laughs> and so it's just like that shit makes me laugh just like thinking about thinking about being on this set is so funny. And then yeah, like you were talking about how they would forget that there was someone actually in R2D2. And yeah, they just like were so creative with it and had so much fun and you could tell that they had so much fun. And I think George, yeah, George Lucas, like on the premiere night, believed it was going to flop. And so he went on vacation to Hawaii with Spielberg. And God, and that's where they came up with Indiana Jones together. It was like, like during the premiere of, of Star Wars while they're on vacation in Hawaii. And I don't know, it just makes me laugh. And if, if you have the time, like, like dive in, like to the listeners out there, dive into like the fun, interesting facts about the making of this first movie. And you're just gonna, it, it doesn't make any sense that it was so successful. Like no one thought it was gonna be successful. It was like Lucas, like Lucas had done one sci-fi before this THX 1138, I think, or 1131 or whatever, um, which kind of flopped. But then did American Graffiti with a Harrison Ford that was like super that blew up and was like amazing and everyone loved it. But then went ahead and just did another sci-fi movie. It was just like, I don't know. It just there's so many random things that that just worked perfectly to make this what it is. And I'm just so thankful. And I know I I went way beyond your your question, Aaron, but I just. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Before we go to Joe and like kind of bring it back to my original question. So we all call George Lucas a visionary, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody calls him a visionary. Do you think he had this grand vision of Star Wars before, like while he was making the movie or before he made the movie, A New Hope, or like after it was a success, like a huge success? I think after, I think he's, he's, on the record saying he, he planned to just do this one film, just star Wars by itself. But then after it was a huge success, he was like, Oh, okay. I can, I can, you know, build this into a, into a trilogy. But I think he did know that he wanted to do more. And that's why you get, that's why it was like episode four five and six. And as a kid that confused me so much. Like I was, I was so confused. I was like, Dad, like, why aren't we watching one, two, and three? And he's like, Well, there isn't any. And I'm like, What are you talking about? But back to bring you home, Joe. I was asking the original question: What do we think about the story? You know, we call it called it, you know, for what it is. It's a simple story. Yeah, I know. I know you had a qu- real, real good thought coming brewing up there. The story itself, I mean, like we already mentioned, it it just follows the classic hero's journey, but it just has. It was the hero's journey, but it had one of the best third acts ever on the hero's journey. So, so basically it's just like, like, like from when they get captured and on. Yeah, no, it's it's still it was a very original story, even though it followed the hero's journey kind of trope. But yeah, no, I I thought I'm not I'm not going to critique it because like you know that that the hero's journey trope had already existed, but this is probably one of the most unique takes on the hero's journey that I've ever seen. It, it was awesome. Yeah. And it, it, it's kind of crazy too, because the, the story of it happened so fast within a, what is it? Two, two hours and like 15, 15 minutes, two hours, 20 minutes, something like that. The story picks up extremely fast, but you kind of don't really question it. You know, you, you just fucking roll with it. Like it's very easy to just sit along for the ride for, for the entire story of the movie. And I guess next what I have to ask you guys, favorite scenes. I want to. Mm. I want to know you guys' favorite scenes from the movie. Let's start with you, Brian. <laughs> I think. I think when I was a kid, my favorite scene was like their first time going into hyperspace, and just like seeing those star lines for the first time. I was like, "Whoa, this is so cool! This actually feels like space." 
I think one of my one of my favorite scenes is <laughs> the that is no moon line when they're all when they're all in the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon together. It's just so classic and very classic and has been parodied so many times. Yeah. But just because it's been just because it's been parodied doesn't mean that it's bad. It's just it just means it's that much that much more iconic. Yeah, you know? exactly. It's just because like, everybody knows it. Yeah, and you just have like the most interesting. You got like this farm boy kid who's kind of prissy. You got Han Solo who's like, oh my gosh, these this crazy old kook, and this little annoying kid, and these goddamn droids. <laughs> it's just <laughs> like, yeah. Then you got Alec Guinness as like this wise old general that now we know so much about, which which makes it that much more impactful. But I don't know. It's just so cool to see them all together. And like, I feel like that's when their journey, that's like when the world of star Wars really like expanded for me. It was when they got on the millennium Falcon and went off. Like it's crazy to think about how important the millennium Falcon is to the entire star Wars series, but Oh yeah. Yeah. That's my, those would be like my, my favorite scenes for sure. What about you, Joe? Okay. For me, this is easy. Honestly, just because I remember scene by scene how it happens, and I also hear it in my head. But we were already talking about John Williams, how he's the absolute best, right? In terms of score. But for me, this is my favorite scene, and it is also my favorite score, probably in all of Star Wars. So it is the scene right after Obi-Wan sacrifices himself. Mm. And they are all aboard the Millennium Falcon and they're trying to escape the Death Star, but they're getting chased by some TIE fighters. For one, this scene is very thrilling just because like you get Luke hopping into the the turret, like one of the turrets, mm. and then you got you got Luke hopping on one turret and then you got Han Solo on another turret. And it's like the scene where he's like Great like, shot, hey, kid. Great shot, kid. Don't get cocky. <laughs> <laughs> And then they're both just taking out TIE fighters. It's just super awesome. Oh, you got like so good. You got Chewie and Leia like piloting the ship. But you also got like John Williams score just playing over all of it. And um it's just like the It fucking rules. <laughs> but yeah, no, like paired with like that type of scene, like they're they're trying to escape the Death Star and then with a thrilling score by John Williams. It's just it is my favorite abs it's it's my favorite scene in Star Wars. Probably my all time that that is probably my number one all time favorite scene in any Star Wars media. Honestly. Yeah. It's it, it fucking rules, dude. <laughs> Good pick. Good pick. Oh, yeah. What what about what about you? What about you? Uh, that was going to be one of my picks for sure. Like seeing Luke just hop in the turret, just like, nah, like not even questioning <laughs> it. Never fired one of these before. Like just going I straight. I got one. <laughs> Did you see that? I got yeah. He's like, all right, kid, don't get cocky. <laughs> but it's, it's true. It's, it's like, it's fucking awesome. Don't get cocky, man. Come on. We got a lot, yeah. lot more work to do. Like we got, we got a couple more out there. <laughs> you yeah. know, they're still chasing this down. <laughs> well, my, my speaking of Luke and, in cockpits is easily, down in the trenches of the fucking Death Star, mm. you know, oh, yes. turning the target oh, yes. compu- com- computer off. In uh, one hand, you're like, you know, it's like, Luke, you turned your car- targeting computer off. What's wrong? Uh, like, it's it's nothing. a little... I'm all right. Yeah, nothing. I'm all right. <laughs> and he's like super focused. Like, he's he's trying to use the force. He's trying to be one with the force. Like, on one hand, like, it, it's, it's super cheesy, but like, the main point of it is like exactly what star Wars is like and what star Wars is supposed to be. And like the sigh of relief that you get as the audience, when he fires that shot while his fucking dad's chasing him, like uh-huh. it's, it's like, and it actually dude, pops goes, was on his ass. Dude, pops bro. was on his pops tail. Was on his ass. Damn. Like, Oh and that, my God. And those dude, those, those proton bombs, like they, they go down, they go down the hatch and like, he takes this huge like sigh of relief and he just like relaxes in his chair and like you as the audience, like you do the ex- exact same fucking thing. Like 
I just thought that was like so fucking well done. And it's also amazing because there's this big celebration afterwards and, you know, you think everything is done, but it doesn't fucking stop there. You know, like it, it star Wars continues like evil still is around. Like it's an easy pick for me. Like it's just so it's such a good fucking scene and and everything that leads up to it too. Like all like all those little like mini dog fights with, you know, tie fighters and all of, um, red squad, like, you know, you think all is kind of lost at a certain point, and then Luke finally gets down in the trenches, and I don't know. It's just, it's just such a fucking good scene. I just want to, I already want to watch it again. All but right. <laughs> what else? What else? What else about A New Hope? There's just, I don't know. There's, there's like so much. Like just talking about the amount of work they put in to to build all of the models for the ships and how they you know, really were on the cutting edge of filming with that kind of stuff. Like how they filmed the star destroyers and like the space battles and like, it's just like so well done. And then all of the, all of the costumes and like the live or like the, like they actually like actually built all these crazy alien costumes and it's just so impressive. And we don't, we don't see that so much anymore. Everything's so dependent on on CGI. But there's something about a real costume that you can't really mimic with CGI, just because like the lighting and the textures and interacting it interacting with with these sets and it's just something really like tangible and you can almost like feel it. It's it's so much more I don't know, I guess like compared to the prequels, like just like how how it feels, how it looks, is just so different because of the the use of CGI versus gosh, I, I can't remember what it's called. Yeah, lo- using using actual built shit is just crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's practical like, effects. Practical there, effects. You there you go. You practical go. effect. Goddamn. Yeah. Yeah, it was like when you watch when you watch a New Hope, it it more felt like you were on scene with the movie. Yeah. Whereas like something like the prequel trilogy, you felt like you were at a distance from the movie and you were just kind of like a viewer rather than like, you know, like in the cantina scene, like you're talking about with all those costumes and shit, you're like, oh, damn, like, you know, it felt like you were kind of like snapping your eyes at different, you know, patrons in the cantina Mm. at like any given moment, you know, Mm -hmm. and yeah, no, it's a good point. It's a very good point, and it's it's kind of weird to go back to it and go watch a movie that has so many obvious practical effects um, versus, like, all the movies that we watch today, well, at least in terms of Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah, other than that, it's, like, you know, the score. Like, there's just there's just an unreal amount of things that you could touch on. Just, like, the, the imagination of creating a freaking lightsaber you know, and having these crazy wizard warriors that have these laser swords. I don't know. It's just like so cool. Dude, a lightsaber is literally the reason why I got into Star Wars. Like it, something about a fucking Star Wars or a, a lightsaber and the sounds that it makes when you swing it, yeah. when it ignites, when you sheath it. Like even in A New Hope, when the the effects weren't that great. Like, I think I watched a movie or, like, a documentary one time, and the sound of, like, Darth Vader and Obi-Wan's lightsabers clashing together in A New Hope, it was, like, dry ice being, like, thrown at, like, a like a tin pan or something, <laughs> you know? Like, something really, like, super just resourceful, I guess, to think of yeah. and, like, creative to think of, but, like, so effective at the same time, you know? Because, like... I swear to God, now every time you go back and watch that scene of them fighting, you're going to be like, oh, that does kind of sound like dry ice on a tin pan. <laughs> like, but maybe with like a little bit of audio effect, like uh, like editing, you know, like a little post-processing on that. Okay, the only thing I will say about the lightsaber sounds is um, another little fact about them, how they were made back in the day, is um, I don't know if you guys will remember what the sound was of... 
I mean, Aaron, you and I might remember because you and I used to talk on the landline phone all the fucking oh time. God. <laughs> we used to talk on we used to talk on landline all the time, but landline phones. Before you dial a phone number, it had a sound in the phone, right? It was like the it was like a like a very low, you know, like you hadn't typed in Yeah. That's how they made the lightsaber noise. Are you serious? At least, yeah, no. Like the humming at of least, it. Yeah, the humming of it. When you ignited the lightsaber and when it was just ignited, like not really like when you weren't doing anything with it, it was just ignited, right? That's that's the sound of a landline phone. That's crazy. Just Bro. edited like slightly. <laughs> that's like, Isn't that crazy? It's crazy and it makes genius and it makes sense, <laughs> it makes yeah. sense. <laughs> like that's what you yeah. had in the 70s man like like i don't know like you didn't have internet to like you know take samples and shit from you know like you didn't have audio clips to sample and shit like it's like what what how like let's take the randomest noise in the world and like apply it to this <laughs> the mythological <sci-fi>. weapon <laughs> <laughs> But this it's, is so cool, though. It's, it's awesome. No, it's amazing. Because, like, okay, well, like, that hum is, like, it's still energy, right? Like, it's yeah. the mm. it's some form of energy between, you know, two landlines, right? It's, like, noise. It's, like, electrical noise, right? Yeah. It's not too far off from what a lightsaber is. I mean, you know, you have kyber crystal, like, you know, this, like Joe said, you have this mythical, mystical power source that's, like, powering this weapon, but... I couldn't imagine using a different sound, honestly. Like, yeah. I couldn't imagine hearing a lightsaber being hummed differently. But maybe it's, like, so embedded in my brain that I'm like, what the fuck? No, you can't, you can't <laughs> replace that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I, I still do feel like even in the trilogies afterwards or, like, any other Star Wars content afterwards, like, that hum of the lightsaber, it's not that different. It's just more... It's just way more edited. And it's more broken down and like dissected right like it's it's much more um mastered than that original hum of lightsaber but it's so weird because i got introduced i'm i'm going on a tangent right now but i got introduced to star wars in with phantom menace that was my introduction to to star wars Hmm. and you know a lot of people say that's like you know one of the worst fucking Star Wars movies, like ah, fuck them. But but <laughs> but yeah, like like to me, it's one of my favorites because that's how I was introduced to it. And that's how I fell in love with the shit. You yeah. know what I mean? Absolutely. So me being this like you know adolescent teenager and then being like an older teenager was like watching A New Hope for the first time. I was like, dude these sound effects suck. Like, you know, <laughs> this looks terrible. Like the Phantom Menace and the other movies are way fucking better. You know, like my naive ass fucking young mind, you know, I mean, I, I've probably seen a new hope like eight, nine, 10 times, but like watching it more recently and just like kind of understanding like everything that goes into, or like having a very small understanding of like what goes into making movies, especially in the seventies, and still how it's a movie that will transcend time. Like, it's not going anywhere. Like, New Hope's not going anywhere. Like, nah. doesn't matter how much fucking Star Wars content comes out. Like, if you don't watch A New Hope, you're not watching fucking Star Wars. Like, there's no way around it. I'm sorry. Like, you can't, can't you know. Can't you can avoid be, it. Yeah, it's like. No, you can't. You, you can be 14-year-old me and be like, nah, those movies aren't that great. But really, it's the other way around. Well. Some could say it's the other way around. No, I feel yeah. It's like, well, I remember I saw. I think I I was first introduced to the original trilogy because of the Phantom Menace. So I don't think I saw the original. I I, I think I probably watched it, and I wasn't really paying attention when I was like a little kid. You know, couldn't really comprehend it. Probably like seen it, but I remember the first time I actually. It's probably the first time I actually like ever like binged watched anything. Um, was was with my family and we we did a Star Wars marathon like the week or month before Phantom Menace came out, and I probably wouldn't have seen it the original trilogy so many times if it wasn't for the prequels. And 
That's a fucking great. That's a great way to do it, dude. Yeah. Just binge watch the first trilogy right before Phantom Menace comes out. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. And I, I I loved the I love Phantom Menace as a kid. I remember my my dad being so like, "What the fuck is that?" <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, it was always really funny because my dad's mom, uh, my grandma was obsessed with Jar Jar Binks for some reason. Oh like, my god, Eric? Absolutely <laughs> obsessed. Like she <laughs> like she like bought Jar Jar Binks merch like no one's business. She had like magnets, she had toys. At one point, um like my cousin like somehow got her hands on a life-size Jar Jar Binks and, like, gave it to my grandma. So she had this giant, like, stuffed Jar Jar Binks in the house. Oh, gosh. But, there, I don't know, like, that era of us in, like, what, we were, like, 10? Or, like, we were, like, 8? Eight, 8 to eight to 12 during the prequel trilogy. Like, that was just, like, such a formative time for film for us as, as like, kids to preteens that it, it just is it's hard to like pull pull star wars away from from who we are as people like it's just it's just there and it's just gonna be a big part of our lives forever man okay is that um is that all you have on a new hope aaron i mean any 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 anything else anything no just just fucking love the fucking movie because like i said that's this is where it fucking started can't wait to see how far the Star Wars universe goes. Like we're talking about the the birth of Star Wars, and just so excited for the future. Nice. Uh, what what about you, Brian? Did you have anything else on A New Hope? Um, let's see. Anything that we haven't really touched on already, or? Well, I I what I do love to kind of go back to Lucas's creativity is. They are able to take that throwaway line of like, oh, I knew your father in the Clone Wars. And then they they spawned an entire prequel and TV series off of one line. And I think that's just brilliant. And it just goes back to the whole world building thing, like unintentional world building that was done in A New Hope, where you can tie almost every piece of Star Wars media back to A New Hope. And like Aaron was saying... If you're going to be into Star Wars, you, like a new hope is going to be you, that kind of grounding um, piece of media for you. Because like we've been saying, th- there would be no Star Wars without a new hope. And it's, it's fucking awesome. Nice. I, I will say one thing, though. My only negative critique on a new hope and honestly, all of all of the OG Star Wars trilogy is the sword play. I mean, I guess it is just a product of the time, but the sword fights weren't all that great to me. Like they're, it honestly looked like they were just swinging baseball they're bats at bad. each other. They're pretty bad. They're <laughs> all, yeah, no, they're all just swinging baseball bats at each other. And it, it wasn't like, like you know, like the lightsabers looked fine. You know, like swinging like these bright lights at each other. They were like the actual moves, the sword play itself. It, it wasn't all there, and. I don't know if I can critique it that hard because I don't know what action choreography was like in the seventies, you know, like maybe this was the best that they could come up with. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know. Luckily that wasn't the focal point of a new hope. And it only happened in like one very short scene, you know, but I'm still not, I'm not still not critiquing it. Like you, like you said, you know, like I'm not critiquing it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like any, any type, like the story itself uh, the new take on the hero's journey, uh, the acting performances, the the new take, like the groundbreaking visual effects, at least for the seventies, it all like like I can look past like the the boring sword play or whatever, you know, it it doesn't like bring down the movie for me at all. But but yeah, that that's that's all really I have on a new hope. It's. One of the best Star Wars movies ever for me. It probably like, you know, any any of the OG trilogy movies in terms of Star Wars media. I mean, we should probably like by the time we get to the sequel trilogy, we should rank every Skywalker saga trilogy or Skywalker saga film, you know, but 
as of right now, for me, like all of those are are at the top, easily for me yeah. too. Yeah, but we'll get yeah. there. We'll get we'll we'll, we'll, we'll get we'll, there we'll once get there. <laughs> once once we talk about the rise of Skywalker, we'll give our official Star Wars film rankings, <laughs> and that that'll be a fun one. That'll be a fun one for sure. But yeah, no. Anything else on a on a new hope for me, guys? Anything on well. I guess a new hope or I get maybe star Wars in general, like, you know, like obviously like this, this film is super iconic. It's honestly a new hope. And this trilogy has been parodied many times, many a times. And honestly, that's what I like the most about it. Like parodies keep projects like this alive, you know? So I like, like, you know, family guy, like has parodied star Wars a grip, but Seth MacFarlane has been out here talking about how much he loves Star Wars. Spaceballs. Yeah, Spaceballs. Uh, oh, fuck. <laughs> fucking Spaceballs. Gotta throw dude. that into the... Gotta do a Spaceballs pod. <laughs> pretty pretty big. Oh, dude, we, we do have to do a Spaceballs pod. That would be so funny. That'd be hilarious. Damn. I'd love to do a Spaceballs pod. <laughs> fucking Dark Helmet, dude. Barry Air. But yeah, no, so any anything else on, on A New Hope or Star Wars from you guys? Well, there's always more to talk about with Star Wars, but uh, I think for what we're talking about today, I'll I'll, I'll end it there. What about yeah. you, Aaron? Yeah, I'd agree with that. I mean, it's like I said, this is this is, and it's just weird. It's it's weird because we, you know, we have been going through the the Star Wars cinema and in shows chronologically and. It's very weird to, you know, talk about everything we talked about Star Wars and then come back to this one because I don't know, I think it's just so easy and simple and short to talk about this one. Like it's it's the foundation, man. It's just the fucking foundation and everything that we've talked about and previously discussed in Star Wars is built on this one fucking movie. You know what I mean? Like it's all yeah. birth right there. And I I've said this a million I've already said that a million times, but nice. Nice. Yeah. Well, anything else <laughs> Anything else on a new hope from you guys? Like I said, we can just keep going, but I think I, I think I'm 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 good on okay, covered everything from episode four. Yeah, everything that comes you, to mind. Everything that comes to mind as of now. Yeah, cool. Well, nice. That's awesome. Yeah, for me, an easy five out of five barrels for a new hope. I think that'll do it for us on this pod. Catch us next time when we talk about something else <laughs> um, but yeah don't forget to follow us on social follow Aaron on Twitch at Spumoni. you can do both of those things by visiting the link in the description and uh, we will catch you on the next pod so peace peace may the force be with you may the force be with you peace